right outside Phil's Coffee in Mission Bay neighborhood of San Francisco, I'm Schmitty, and this is Talkin' Schmidt. Today on the show is Axel Kreuzbergs. Axel's a pro skateboarder from Belgium riding for Toy Machine and Vans. He's one half of my favorite skate couple and was on King of the Road the first year it was covered by Vice. He's going to be put to the test as he represents his country this year at the Japan Olympics. So word to you judges, bring a bigger cup. It's not fun to pee in a cup in front of someone, you know, like I had a hard time. I peed in the cup, but this cup is like pretty small. So I'm I'm like, oh shit, no, I'm peeing a bunch. And I'm like, I don't know where to put the cup. And I'm still peeing. And this dude's next to me watching me do all this. And I'm like, this is insane. Oh, and congratulations to friend of the show, Sean Malto, who got to see his home team, the Kansas City Chiefs, win their first Super Bowl in 50 years. It was a well-fought game and tough for us San Franciscans. But our team is young, and I'm pretty sure we'll be back again real soon. For those of you saying the Niners collapsed, unconfirmed rumors have it that some of the key staff members were on the phone with the city of Santa Clara debating where the parade would take place. Shame on you, great America. Switching gears to baseball, big ups to a class act move by my hometown San Francisco Giants for hiring Alyssa Nakin as the first female full-time assistant in Major League Baseball history. (laughs) The wall is broken. Good job out there. Also, have you guys seen the Rollers California Bearing and Grip Company? Looks like they came out the gates on fire with Andy Roy, Jason Jesse, Ronnie Sandoval, Jesse Paez, and Sammy Baca. From what I'm hearing, that's not even close to the entire team rollout. And for the clickbait question of the week, is that Jezebel article for real? Anyway, with that being said, my name is Axel Kreuzbergs, and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the all cause time, isn't it? All big dogs in. Schmitty! 96 times Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. John, Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. <laughs> Shit my pants. Glad. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. I don't give a fuck about your fucking multi million dollar numbers. Who is this guy? Thinks he's tough shit. What's up? Check, check, check. Mommy, mommy. We are in the East Bay with Axel Kreisberg. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> How are you? This is good. I'm glad you, Lizzie, and mommy are up here. Yep. Super stoked. Couple days. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do some skateboarding. You guys going to do any tourist uh, sightseeing at all? Uh, we would like to, but so far we've only done skateboarding. So yeah. maybe tomorrow. I don't know. All right. I hope so. So let's uh, start from the beginning. You were were you born in Belgium? Yes. And raised. Born and raised, yeah. And what's the city? Small town. Yeah, I'm from a small town. It's called Popringe, and um, there's like ten thousand people that live there. So it's pretty small, I would say. How yeah. many cows? Probably more cows than people. <laughs> really? Actually, no. I wouldn't say there's ten, over ten thousand cows there, but there's a fair amount. Like if you bike around, like. 
There's a bunch of cows. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how did you discover a skateboard in that environment? So I moved houses and then in that neighborhood, there was like a bunch of kids skating, but just in the street. And so I saw that. I was like, wow, that's really cool. So I just wanted to like, I was like, mom, I want to do that. And she was like, not too stoked on it because as a kid, I would just like, I already played soccer, played tennis. I would do it all, you know, like I, I just had to do stuff. Otherwise, I feel like I was just like a little crazy kid, you know, uh-huh. I had to move or I couldn't sleep at night or something. Uh-huh. So then I saw the skateboards and I was like, wow, like I need to do this. And um, what age was this? This is when I was like seven, six or seven. Okay. And um, one day I went to a store with my grandma and then. I was like begging like my mom like please can I get a, a board and she's like no no and then my grandma like came through and got the board for me and I went home and started skating. What kind of board was it? It was like super cheap. I think the board was like 7 bucks. <laughs> it was oh, like super cheap board. Like a plastic one or a wooden it wasn't, one? It wasn't plastic, but it's from like the toy store. Uh-huh. So fiberglass or something? I don't know. It was cheap, okay. you know, but it worked. I could roll around and it looked cool. It had a cool graphic. So. Do you and you remember? Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember it super well. It had like this like graphic on the grip tape. It had like a little like a kid that was all like beat up and had like a cast on and like bloody and and my mom when when we were in the store like she's like, "All right, like my grandma's like, all right, I'll buy it for you. My my mom was like, see, tonight you're going to look like this. And we went home, like, like for real, like we went home, I'm in the street on my knees, like pushing around with those other guys that are skating. And I like ended up flipping like full speed. I like flipped over and like just scratched my face over like the asphalt in the street and just the fucked first- up. Yeah. The first day I fucked up my whole face, like front teeth went through like my lip like i don't know it's fucked up so i i'm crying my mom's like mad at me like she's like see i told you and i knew i fucked up and that was me you know as a little kid i would always like try stuff get hurt but i didn't give up i got back into it and you know i had to wear this hat all summer to stay out of the sun oh you know whole my whole face was scratched so do you remember getting your first like legitimate board yeah, it was like a little bit. So I probably had that board for like a year or something. Uh-huh. And then I had, it was like a pro board from this other, like a sports store. Mm. And it was a Kryptonic, you know, Kryptonic. Yeah, totally. So technically it was like a real board, but it it wasn't really the board I wanted. I wanted to have like a real board, you know, like from a solid like company, but those were still more expensive. So my first real board was a Kryptonics. Kryptonics, is it? Kryptonics? Yeah, they, they were known for wheels. Yeah, and they had, like, complete setups. Yeah. So I got one of those, but the, it was a big difference compared to my, like, other board, you know? This one was, like, legit. Was this out of a skate shop or no? Not even. It was a sports store. Sports they had, like, store. it was not even There's a skate, no shop. skate shop. Because there was a skate shop in town, and I would go there and look at everything. But then, you know, like, a board, a complete, is still, like, over 100 bucks versus this Kryptonics board is like what maybe 60 euros or something uh-huh. so that's why i got that one because i had to pay for it myself and i would get like five bucks every week from my grandma and i would like save it oh and then i bought the board like an allowance yeah kind of and there was a skate park in town too so i live pretty close to the skate park so once i started like pushing around 
and I was skating with the kids in the neighborhood and they would all go to the skate park because they were older and then my mom would like let me go with them to the skate park and that that's when I was like whoa skateboarding is a thing I had never been to a skate park you know was there local people that were good there was like let's say there's like 40 skaters and there was people that not like it's not like here you go to a skate park and you see pro skaters that's not how it is in belgium but there was a couple people like in my eyes they're like oh these guys are good but it's nothing crazy but to me it's like whoa shit like they can ollie they can drop in Uh and that's what i don't know that's what i wanted to do so and like it it helped you see where you need to go kind of but i still didn't know what skateboarding was at that time you know there i'm just like seeing all these guys like pushing around and skating and they kind of i instantly like became friends with everybody and they were all older and i was like that little kid like you know like way younger than everybody else but we were all friends somehow and Uh i was just hanging out and from then like literally like i would skate every day and just practice like you know like try to ollie it took me like a year to do an ollie like i could not ollie maybe i was just too small but you knew you wanted to i wanted it so bad and i couldn't stop you know i could not just try to click your tail every like i would like put like a broomstick uh-huh. on the ground so i could i would try to ollie over it and every time my back wheels would clip and i would just roll away with the broomstick and i would like get so mad and i would try this for hours yeah you know and then once i made that and then i feel like once i learned how to ollie everything went really fast oh i don't know and like i feel like it took me a year to ollie and then or i could like drop in on stuff like after that once i got to ollie then I just learned flip tricks, grinds, slides, all of that in like a year probably. And then next thing you know, I'm doing it like down like bigger stuff. Huh. I don't know. It went pretty quick, I guess. And were you like, did you have videos or magazines to look at or? No, not really. Actually, a couple of my friends that had maybe like, like VHS tapes or something. So I would look at that. But I didn't really understand the videos. I think I was just like little and I would watch it. I'm it like, I was like, huh? Like, I didn't understand. You were more wanting to do it and not, you didn't care to watch it? Not really. But then I feel like in Belgium, there's like, like 30 minutes from my house, there's an indoor skate park. And then, so I would skate the Popringa skate park for a while. And then I started going to the indoor skate park. And that's where like, there's a big skate scene. They have a skate shop. Uh, they have all like you know like the new boards they have everything there so once i went there and then i would start seeing like magazines more and even like videos and that's when i started like oh like skateboarding is like a thing like people there's professionals and like before that i didn't really know that i think did you make a sponsor me tape no um i got hooked up by the skate shop in In Like in my hometown, there was a skate shop and then I would go there every day. Oh yeah, I forget because they had a little TV and I would go there every day after school, kind of just by myself, watch skate videos. I did get into skate videos. Do you remember what, like, which ones appealed to you? No. Not at all? I have no clue what I was watching. I couldn't understand English. I couldn't read English. So it i was just watching skateboarding oh you know i see yeah okay so what was the language you were raised on uh, the flemish. flemish yeah okay but also french because my dad is from the french part of belgium so yeah i like a mix kind of parlez-vous français we <laughs> yeah i actually do but actually with, uh, with moving here 
my French got like worse because I never really speak French anymore, you and I'm not practice. around it that much. Uh huh. But I had French in school for like what, like ten years or something. So I do know. I understand when people speak French. I do understand. Have you been to France? Yeah, and I grew up like Beaupring is like ten minutes away from the French border. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could buy so it's France, the same. You know? It's the same dialect. Yeah, uh, as like Parisian or whatever. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they do all have different like accents, and like even in Belgium, it's so small. Like every thirty minutes is a different accent, you know. So you got sponsored by the local yeah. thing, and then what happened from there? So got sponsored by the skate park, and then there were all these little contests, and I once. I don't know, it's probably, like, around nine, like, age nine. I started, like, skating the little contests, and, like, I won a contest, you know, like, I want to say it was, like, under 16 division, and I won. And so, let's say I got some gear, and, like, then I started doing more contests. At this time, I don't know why, but there's, like, a bunch of contests for kids and sponsored riders everywhere in Belgium. Huh. So I started doing this, and then there was a... What's it called? It was like a contest, like tour. It was sponsored by Snickers. And so I did <laughs> all these, it was like eight stops. And I did all these and we would get all these free Snickers. And like, it was super sick. I remember going to school with like 24 Snickers, you know, I wanted to give them away <laughs> in class. Like this, it was so fun this weekend, you know, like, Snickers and then, guy. so I won, like actually won a lot of these like contests. And then you could win a trip to the World Cup skateboarding in Rotterdam. Mm. which like all the pros were there like bastion was there lee romero was there brian herman was there like literally every single pro and so i won a trip there uh like the first 10 people could go or something so uh -huh. at age 10 or 11 yeah i was like 10 i think and you knew who these guys were already yeah at this time i figured it out like watched all like the skate videos and you know i was super into it like uh -huh. so I, I went there and i thought the trip was you go there and you can watch the contest. So, but even my parents and stuff went and we were so stoked. And then once we showed up, they're like, no, no, you're skating the contest. And I'm like, what? And I was like, I'm not skating. They're like, yeah, you're skating the contest. You won your trip here. I'm like, and I started crying <laughs> because I saw the pros. I was like, I'm not skating here. Like, are you kidding me? You know? So I started crying, but then I ended up skating the contest and I did pretty well. I think I got like, 12th place or something or i don't even know i Whoa. barely i almost made it in the finals which was big because was had, leo there leo was there did he remember re you no but i remember <laughs> him like i remember everything about i remember what he was wearing i remember he had like orange trucks or something i remember every because i pay attention to all that you know yeah i'm a little kid i'm like uh-huh like i would look at everything and i was so stoked to be there and it was super sick actually uh-huh and, so and then i got on etnies right after that from them that noticing contest, you at yeah, the contest? Yeah, they noticed me at the contest. And then the team manager, um, Oli Bergen, he's the Europe team manager. Yeah. He came to our hotel and we were, we were about to leave. And he like, hey, he like talked to my parents and he's like, yeah, we want to sponsor Axel. And then it went from like kind of nothing to, I don't know. Next thing you know, they sent me to all these big contests. Wow. Yeah. And then I was like a little contest kid. Like I would so just, that that's was all I would like do. like the European circuit? Yeah, I would. Etnies used to have this, it was like, yeah, a whole European tour uh -huh. of contests. And I went to every single one of them. And they had, it ended with like the European championships, which later in 2009, I won, 
which was like a big thing at the time, you know, Sick. but yeah. Is that around the time you met Roberto? I met Roberto. He he was on Volcom and then I got sponsored by Volcom in like what? 2008 or something okay or seven through those contests through those contests and that's when i met roberto uh-huh. probably around that time yeah because yeah. he said he's known you since you were like yeah a long time yeah and then so how did your how did your first trip to united states happen what was that i remember it pretty well my actually it's crazy my first trip to the united states was in 2006 oh that means i was like was 12 b- years old or something and that was with etnies i went to Goofy versus regular. No way. I went to. I might have been there. Um, and maybe. And I went to (laughs) Dam Am. I skated one of the Dam Ams in the Volcom parking lot. Whoa. Yeah. Which year were you at Goofy versus regular? Two thousand six. Uh, do you remember? I had a green shirt on. Was Chris Cole in it? Probably yeah. Chris Cole was in it. Leo, I think Leo was in it. Okay, because I filmed two of those. Really? Yeah. Maybe you have some clips of me. I don't know. How is the guy shredding? No. Uh, sick. So you so you came out for how long was that? It was probably like two weeks. And I came with my mom. Oh. Yeah, my mom joined me on that trip because did, I was like Did you cry at all? Old. No, I didn't cry. I don't think I cried. Goofy versus regular. You were like, I want to be. What are you, goofy or regular? I'm regular. So you, me, you I want to be goofy. I want to be goofy. I'm on the <laughs> shitty team. No, I'm just kidding. So what was your impression of United States? Do you remember? Like, Yeah, I remember getting out of LAX. And then I was just, I would just look around. I'm like, this is crazy. First thing I noticed is like everything's concrete. Uh-huh. That was a crazy thing to me. I had never seen that. And then cars are bigger. Some people are bigger. No cows. No cows. <laughs> you know, like everything. I don't know. It's like a really strange feeling, but it's cool because every time I come back from a trip, I still have that feeling. It never gets old. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. I always have that Still that same feeling as when I was a little kid and came here for the first time. Oh, neat. Yeah, I'm always stoked to come back. So legitimate sponsor-wise, Etnies was your first, and mm-hmm. then Volcom. Volcom. And then I started writing for Flip, which happened through a demo at my local park, the indoor park. My friends pushed me to do a trick mid-demo, which I didn't want to do, but they're like, just do it. And so I from Feeble the Rail. I'm not sure if that's how it happened, but... Next thing you know, I got flipboards. And who was there? Was Jeff there? Uh, Jeff wasn't there, but it was like Arto was there, Shane Cross, Ali Bulala, Tom Penny. Oh, sick. Um, it so, was crazy. So they saw you and then they I offered you boards after that. Yeah. Rad. And you were on there for a while? or? Yeah, I was on flip for a while. And then I kind of just quit that out of nowhere, I feel like. But I was a little kid. I was like, oh, I don't want flipboards. And it's like, I don't know why. And then I just didn't have a board sponsor for a while. Oh. And were you still living in Belgium? Mm-hmm. And then Toy Machine? Kind of, but Toy no, Machine, that's not to right? like, yeah, no. That's Toy Machine's like way later. I feel like, so I skated flip boards and then I had no boards for a while. And then on and off, like I started skating for, what was it? Oh, then I, I started skating for Alien Workshop Europe. And then they kind of like that weird thing happened where they like went out of business or I'm not even sure, but right. they were just like, yeah, no more, no yeah. more boards for you. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. And then I skated some element boards through my friends. Like my one friend, Phil, he skates for element. And then he just like gave me like a box. So I would skate those boards. 
and then i think in 2013 or something i started getting flow like they hooked me up with some boards like toy machine boards one day i just got an email of like sinclair I don't know. I don't really know how that happened. Even he just mm. emailed me like, "Hey, would you want to ride for my Time friend Machine? Bob Reynolds?" Saw you at some <laughs> Nike demo. <laughs> See, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> that Bob, I don't know if that's how it was, but but at that time, even I would come out to the states like every now and then for like Volcom trips or. Oh, so you were coming out here? Yeah, I was. Do you think that you were like waiting for the right situation? Like Maybe. you kind of in your head knew like. If I'm going to do this, I want to do it with the right people. Yeah, you know, like being from Europe, like it's easy to, or not easy, but maybe easier to be like, oh, I'm just going to ride for a re European brand, uh -huh. which is cool too. But in my head, I've always had the idea of like, I want to ride for, like I grew up watching toy machine videos and other, I mean, other videos too, but I remember like, okay, I want to ride for something like this and I want to be like a real Like, I'm not saying the other ones are not real pros or whatever, but I was like, in my head, I'm like, I want to do it this way, you know? Uh huh. And then with Toy Machine, that like kind of worked out. Like, you know, like now I have a pro board and stuff. So that's really like how I had it in mind. Sure. And then it happened. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you got on Toy Machine kind of as flow and they put you to the test going on King of the Road. Yeah. But I, I feel like I just got lucky there or something because i feel like someone was hurt maybe last second and then oh, they're billy like marks i think no billy was there i think oh, maybe was? someone else was supposed to go maybe it was i feel like i want to say it was jeremy liabras or something uh. but then i feel like he was hurt at that time and i was here and i had just gone on my first toy machine trip to albuquerque and i met everybody and that, i feel like that went well and then i was supposed to go home And then Sinclair comes like, hey, w would you want to go on King of the Road like in a couple weeks? And I was like, yeah, like I would love to go on King of the Road, you know. And that's how that happened. And then I feel like King of the Road went pretty well. You were like MVP of the team, I, I think. Yes, but you know, I was just skating, <laughs> and yeah, it worked out. And then feel I feel like that helped me a lot, though. You know, oh, absolutely. I feel like that sped up everything. Uh huh. Yeah, King of the Road was crazy. Yeah, what was that like? I don't know. Not it's sleeping like, too much, right? No, but even like I don't mind. Like it was super sick. You just skate every day. and But it's definitely way gnarlier than I had in mind. Because I grew up watching King of the Road and you see the video and it's like, oh, cool. Like you do all these crazy things. But it's fucking, uh, it's hard work. And it's stressful, right? Yeah, you have to plan everything. Kind of like, wake up. We're going to wake up at eight. We're going to leave at nine. Yeah. And tricks, 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 tricks. And then you got to. Even when you're doing that, there's all these other things you have to like do too, you know, like get stupid haircuts or, you know, and yeah. you have to have it all done, you know. But In the back of mind, you're trying to think like, okay, my competitors are pretty good. They're pretty good at these tricks. Yeah, they probably did things, this. You see things, you're like, oh shit, they, this guy for sure did that. And yeah. you're like, damn it, we need to do this. Yeah. And that's so, it's like a mind fuck too, you know? Like, but then you get to the, let's say you get to the finish line, they're like, did you guys get this? And no one gets it, you know? Because yeah. in the end, it's all like made up crazy, you know? What was it like with like social media too? Like, are they teasing you with, dude, we did this and they didn't do Like, remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I don't know if on social media stuff happened, but 
that was the first time I was on Vice and stuff. And then I remember... Your first year was the first year of Vice? Yeah. Oh, fuck. And that was crazy, too. Super it was like crazy. really big. But then I remember there was like... I think everybody was like not hating, but Birdhouse was pretty great. They're really competitive. <laughs> and then they would like... We would show up to spots in L.A., and then we show up and like there's grease all over a spot because uh, you know we had to go to similar same spots it's in the book <laughs> and these yeah. guys were like putting locks on rails oh. and like you know and i was like blown away i was like wait what like that would never even cross my mind to do that to someone <laughs> you know but i get i was like oh this is really serious That's you how, know yeah so wait it was you were toy machine there was birdhouse and there was chocolate chocolate it was only three teams yeah Jeremy oh, so Rogers was that was the yeah. year that clint and raven got into it yeah that was oh, see sh- that whole that was like crazy that, because they had these city challenges uh-huh. and so i think burnett would like text like in this group thing like all right first one at this spot get and grinds this big rail gets this like right. 50 points or whatever or 100 points and then yeah, of course, everybody's racing to the spot in L.A. somewhere. And then we'd all show up at the same time trying to grind this rail. Yeah. And it's like someone's holding his board on the rail so people couldn't go. And it was pretty crazy. But I don't know. It was kind of cool. So that was the one I went to the end with was at the Pink Hotel, right? Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. there for the end of that. Yeah, I was on like a trip in Spain and then I had to fly out here just for that. And then I flew back to that trip in Spain. It was insane. After it was all out on Vice and everything, Dude, that do was you crazy. get recognized like, yeah. oh, you're the guy from King of... I didn't know how big it was until... Because they would show it on TV here, but not in Europe. Uh-huh. And so when I came back here, it was crazy. I'd go to the store and people would like recognize me from the show. And I was like, huh? Like I'd get free stuff, like a free smoothie or something. You know, like it was insane. No way. I st- and still to this day, like people recognize me from that show. Like the first season. I feel like so many people saw that. Yeah. And oh, I remember when I came here for the finale thing at the Pink uh, Motel. I went, so I had to go back to the airport to fly back to Spain. And it was really weird because the people, like, I had to go through security and they, like, recognized me too. And I was like, huh, this is crazy. They're like, oh, Axel, like, for <laughs> And I was like, what? This is, like, ridiculous. Like, <laughs> literally, like, everywhere I went, people would recognize me. Wow. Yeah, it was really weird. Huh. That's the same thing I've been hearing. Like, Joe Brooks said that happened to him, yeah. too. Like, even the photographers were getting recognized yeah. and stuff. Just I feel like that first year on Vice was really big. Mm. Yeah. Then you got, like, surprised with the pro? or Yeah, you, it I was, didn't know. No? No, it was pretty weird. That's, like, so then after King Road, like, I think the year after, I moved here. I got, like, a visa, uh-huh. and then I moved here, and... I think that first year that I moved, so it's like three years ago. Yeah, I got a pro board, which was surprising. I don't know. We went to the pier. Uh, it was on the in pier. In Long Beach? No, in Huntington Beach. Oh. Like, Lizzie was in on it too, and I didn't know. And so, it was crazy. I'll give you the full story of this. So, um, it was like a normal day. I was living in Long Beach, and um, I had to go do something in LA that day, like film something. And uh, Lizzie, she's like, oh, I want to get a smoothie. And I was like, okay. Our friend was in town. Yeah. We had a friend in town. We all stayed in Long Beach. And I 
I pretty much was like, oh yeah, we should like go get acai Hannah. Oh, that's what it was. So Lizzie all of a sudden was like, oh, let's go uh, get acai. Uh, my friend Hannah wants acai. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's go get acai. But I got to go to LA later. So they're like, yeah, yeah. So we, we like I'm driving and Lizzie's like, just go, let's, let's go left here. And we started going to Huntington. In my head, I'm like, why the fuck are we going to Huntington? <laughs> I got to go to LA later, uh-huh. which is the other way. And we're going to Huntington for an acai. Like, this is stupid. Is there no acai in, in Long Beach or something? You know? Yeah. So we go there. We get there. I'm trying. They're super busy. It's, it's like summertime, I think. And then we're trying to find parking. And he's like, oh, just park here. And it's like a mile. It's like closer to the pier, but still far, you know? And so I'm like, damn it. Like, okay. And then she's like, let's go for a walk. Like, <laughs> And I'm just like... In my head, I'm so mad. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is insane. We're going, we went all the way to Huntington. We're going for a walk now. I'm for sure not making it to LA, you know? Uh huh. And then she's like, oh, let's go on the pier. And I'm just like fuming right now. I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm like, I kind of gave up. I'm going to LA already. You know, I'm like, this is insane. I was like, it was insanely busy. Could, could you tell he was upset? Yeah, the whole time Hannah and I are just doing everything we can to like perk him up or like make the mood better, and he's just like, lo- like he's on the edge to like lose it. <laughs> but for a reason, because I had an appointment, like yeah. a thing I had to go. You know, like sure. But afterwards, I felt bad about that. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have been mad. But I don't know. You know, this is a normal day for me. So we're walking on the pier. And then I hear like the speaker, you know, and they have like the speakers, the lifeguards, they can like say stuff yeah. to people like get out of the water. And next thing you know, someone's like, no amateurs on the pier. And that means you, Axel. And I'm thinking like, damn, someone just called me out. And, uh, you know, I was like, someone must know me from King of the Road or something. So I thought it was this. And I just look around. I'm like, damn, that's bad. And then when I look up, I see like Ed and some riders and Sinclair and they're like holding up my board and I was like what like could you tell instantly it was your board yeah I and they had like a sign and the oh. ad and everything I was so confused it was really cool and then I was I don't know I was like mad and then <laughs> I was sad and then I was really happy <laughs> and then I was like damn why was I so mad uh-huh. but I had reason to be mad but it was really cool Lizzie did it really sick wow and then yeah it was a crazy day I had to call my parents. Like I turned pro, like you know. I don't know. That's amazing. It's like a dream come true, you know. I always had that in mind. And I then... never knew that story. All right, we're gonna take a little break and hear from some of our friends, and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden, and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. Ow! Yeah, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. So go back a little bit. How did you meet Lizzie? At Copenhagen? Yeah, I met Lizzie in Copenhagen in 2016. 
2016? The summer of 2016. And you guys were both out there for the CPH? Yeah, Copenhagen Open, which is a really fun event. Uh-huh. Not too serious. Yeah, I love and it. And so we were just biking around and skating and, yeah, hanging out. And then I asked Lizzie to come to Belgium. But I was kind of, not that I was joking. I wanted her to come to Belgium. But then I asked her and she's like, she kind of said yes. I was like, oops, now she's coming to Belgium. I'm like, damn it, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> But it was super cool. Then we had a really and, fun weekend. Oh, and she did come. Yeah, she came to Belgium, which was really sick. Oh. Yeah. And that was the same trip because I, I wasn't there, but I was watching on Instagram. And there was like, you guys were all partying. And like, I don't know what happened, but Raven like said something to you and you kind of dissed him. And I never knew if that was real or if it was staged or what. Yeah, it was at the Copenhagen Open. It was one of the parties. Like hanging out and then like they started filming and then like Raven had his drink and then was trying to be all cute and like drink it with me. And I was all like, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) That clip is really funny. But we're we're totally cool. It wasn't like on purpose. That was a really fun year in Copenhagen. So like you guys, crazy. you didn't know each other at all before that. No, I've only, I've had and only seen Lizzie once and it was at the King of the Road finale thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But then I didn't talk to Lizzie at all there. Or anything. Oh yeah, at the Pink Hotel. Yeah, it was there because that was earlier that summer. Right. Oh. And then I didn't say a word to Lizzie and because I didn't really know who Lizzie was at all. Huh. Yeah. And I didn't know who Axel was. Like I just met him and like I didn't know like he was on Toy Machine or like what he skated really like so you guys just kind of were in the same area and you gravitated towards each other kind of yeah picked up conversation and yeah we started like talking and then we were like biking around and just kind of skating and partying and it was really fun it's so fun out there you're in a great town and it's like beautiful and everybody's have Mm -hmm. it's like because it's so cold there all year round that like when they have that little window of opportunity everyone takes advantage like it's "Ah!" crazy it's so cool yeah well yeah and and then when you came out here weren't you a part were you a part of her pro yeah so little after so so i met you in the summer and then I started working on my to get my visa already. That's when I met then. you, pretty much. Yeah, so I met you when you were filming the part with Lizzie. Yeah, yeah. So I moved here. I had kind of had to do the same thing, like get Lizzie to this surprise pro thing, which is one of the worst things ever. I'm not good at like hiding stuff, uh-huh. you know. So it's just. I was so stressed out. You're not a good liar? No, they tell me like, Lizzie needs to be like, at the vert ramp at one thirty or something. I'm like, okay, I'll try. And I'm just like, all right, let's go. Like, I'm going to go skate with you to the vert. I'm like, why would I have to be like, <laughs> yeah. let's go to the vert ramp. I never really skate vert. You know, I skate vert sometimes, but not. I slammed earlier that week, so I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll show up. And like, Yeah, Lizzie was like. Feel like yeah, she was oh, kind of hurt. So no, she it was, was super the slow. end of the birdhouse video filming. Yeah, and they said they were gonna film some skits with Tony. That's Hawk. what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because I was so pissed because I had just finished filming Lizzie's part, and for I don't remember exactly where I was, but I wasn't able to go there, and I was like. I need to be there. Yeah. Like, what do you like? What? And I was like, mm. yeah, that because yeah. they gave her the 
um, cover of the mag too yeah. as the surprise with the board. Yes. And I was like, oh, I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool day. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It, right? Like he yeah. fake fell. He fell. He was hurt. Next thing you know, the mag came out of his pants or something. <laughs> like, you know, it was pretty sick. Yeah. Hey, but, so we get there. All these people are shredding the ramp. And Lizzie, like, of course, it's like, damn, there is a lot of people here. Like, for to film a couple of skids, like, there's a lot of people. And Lizzie, like, she goes on the ramp, drops in, tries, like, a trick, and fully, like, lands and flies at the side <laughs> of the ramp. Like, I have never seen her bell like this. So that happens. Then she goes back. It was crazy. She goes back on top of the ramp and then hangs up on this trick like next thing she drops in does a trick and then full hang up straight to her elbow like her <laughs> elbows like already messed up and then it was like triple the size and i was just thinking like they need to give her this board like within the next <laughs> minutes or she's gonna get even more hurt you know like yeah. this needs to like stop and then they did it and i don't know it, it was over and lizzie was just there like in pain and trying to laugh and cry and uh, it was a crazy um crazy day yeah so that was like what was the time period between her board and your board like a few months or no a year or something oh, right i thought it was I the turned, same year no it was the next year oh okay yeah well i got both of your first boards dude it was crazy the amount of times i had to hear this like whoa your girlfriend's pro and you're not pro <laughs> oh man so that's what, not in a bad way i'm like yeah she is i mean that's what, what i, I wanted to it's get awesome. to was in the beginning of your relationship when you knew like we're gonna be like more than just acquaintances yeah sinclair called you the axel or the lizzie crusher or something like there was some j- in some the pretty beginning, serious j- joking and then a little you bit? had to deal with some stuff yeah it's just like i feel like we had a lot of eyes on us, you know? It's like one of those things. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of new. Uh-huh. And then, but for us, it's all new too, you know? Like we have, I don't know, this is all kind of new, you know? And it's very like fresh. So, but with all like social media and like, yeah, all these people around us, like it gets like very big really quick. Right. And then we did have to hear like some stuff like that, but that never bothered me. I was like, oh, I don't care. Like you can call me whatever, like... And they don't say it in a bad way. You know, like when Mike says the Lizzie Crusher or like he means in a funny way, but it's definitely sometimes it was a bit like, come on, man, like I'm not making jokes about you and your wife or something, you know, like, but people maybe forget sometimes just, I think it's just because they know both of us Uh and I don't know. What was, um, some of the early days was you still traveling back and forth. You didn't live here yet, right? Well, so... Like, when we were filming the part, you yeah. were trying to get your visa. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, then that time when I came out, I was I almost had my visa, but I just came to see Lizzie. Uh-huh. And then I went on a trip, came back, and then we went to Japan together. And then I had to go to Belgium and wait to get my visa. Uh-huh. And then January 1st of 2017, I moved. And then I stayed with... I just... It was so weird because... I got my visa and I was like, all right, here I go, I guess. And I got this flight, went to, went and stayed with Lizzie. And then it was kind of like I had to figure out everything, you know? It's so weird because you have to start from zero. Dude, because I think I was there the day, I want to say that you got your driver's license and then (laughs) borrowed her car to drive to get your visa application. Like, everything was was happening. Like, it's it's on, I think. I swear that, like... It was kind of crazy because when I got here, I just had to like, so I had to open up a bank account. So 
I literally, one of the first things is I tried to open a bank account and it's like, they're like, no, you need a social security. I was like, what? Okay. I don't know any of these things here, you know? So I had yeah. to like really figure out, Lizzie helped me a bunch with that. But so I had to like, okay, I'll get a social security first. And then I needed that to get my driver's license. Turns out I have to do the driving test again because I already have a Belgian driver's license, but it doesn't count. Right. Like all these things, I was like, whoa, this is way gnarlier than I expected. I told her, oh, I have everything set in Belgium. I just go there and do the same. But yeah. It wasn't like that. Damn. So that took a while to figure out. And then it was like the thing I stayed with Lizzie. And then it's like, shit, do I like live with her? Like, you know, because we've only been together for a couple months technically. So it's like, I don't know if you just meet someone, you're not really going to just start living together usually. So it's kind of like, damn, okay, maybe I should look for a place. And then I moved to Long Beach in the house where I used to stay when I would come out for like three months at a time. Was that with Leo? No, that's with Aunt Travis and Dane Berman. Oh, you were yeah. living with them. Yeah, and that was really sick. So, And at that time, we were filming the like Volcom video, so I would stay there all the time and just film. Uh-huh. Yeah. How's that with both you guys have such crazy schedules? That must be a tough situation to like figure out your windows of opportunity. Yeah. It gets hard sometimes. Like but Maybe then, not so much in the winter, but summer when it's like on. Dude, the summer's crazy. But Even you guys like get to travel together a Sometimes little bit. Sometimes we get to travel together, and that's really fun. Yeah. And I feel like we always make it work to where, like, we see each other, like, for the crazy schedule we have, we get to see each other a lot, I uh -huh. think, which is really sick. And then we live together, and, right. you know, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the summer is definitely, like, crazy because we both, like, go from one thing to another and then Lizzie has a bunch of contests, which I have to do now, too. And then it's cool. We get to go to these things together. And then we got Kato Kalen in the back room. Or Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Griffin's there, too. Well, he's like the security of the house. You know, like, yeah. we're always gone. He's always there. Yeah. And it's cool to, to have someone at the house always, you know. And a lot of boxes show up, and he puts them in the house. And, uh -huh. you know, he keeps an eye out. Like, it's cool. Let's talk about Tesla life. Tesla life? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, because uh, we just yeah. got to see your guys' Tesla, and I'm jealous. Yeah, we got a Tesla, and it's, I don't know, we really like it. What are some of the great things about it? Um, no gas. You don't have to pay for gas, which is, I think, pretty expensive. Uh-huh. Um, so it, you, you fully charge it, and you mm -hmm. get 310 miles. With our car, yeah. Uh-huh. We got the dual motor, like Model 3 or whatever, and you get 310 miles per charge and it's ridiculously fast i've never had a car that goes that fast i'm not a car person and lizzie is not a car person either but so we decided to get an. we just wanted an electric car uh -huh. and then we started looking at all these cars comparing them and next thing you know we bought a tesla because all the other cars are kind of expensive too and then with a little bit more you have so much more so that's why we got the tesla and it'll tell you like, hey, your charge is this this low. You better stop at this place yeah. to charge. Let's say we drove here and the thing just plans it for you. You know, it's like you're going to stop here for 20 minutes, uh -huh. charge. You're going to and then you're going to drive for two hours and then you're going to stop here, get a little charge and you'll be in SF or whatever. So I want to start a Kickstarter account <laughs> for me to get a Tesla. Dude, you should. They're fun in the city, on the hills and stuff. You'd, yeah. go, you'd be flying up those things. All right. I want to ask you your favorite place you've gone to to skateboard. 
just for the skateboarding aspect in the whole world where you've been that you like the most? Oh, that's tough. Fuck, I like a lot of places for certain things. I went to Greece this year and that was really good. I really enjoyed that. For skating? Yeah, it was crazy. There's so many spots, but also the food's insane. So, yeah, I like Greece. And then what's your favorite place you've been to, like, as just, like, not skating to check out? I love Japan. Japan? Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite places Are you saying that just because mommy's here? Yeah. Mommy, I love Japan. Mommy, cameo. No. (laughs) It's not because of that. I already loved Japan before. I just, like... It's a crazy place, and I love Japanese food. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. That's like, I could eat it every day, and they have so many different things. I just love it. How do you feel about boba tea or I boba fett? Do you like bit, boba fett more or boba I'm, tea? Uh, boba tea. Really? Yeah, I drink it every day. Really? Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> I go crazy. Damn. You were complaining how you haven't been having boba tea every day. Yeah, okay, I tried to slow down a little bit because I was skating a bunch. <laughs> okay, I don't drink it every day, but uh, no, let's say I go out of my way most days to get boba. Really? That's one of the things, like say, I wake up, I make coffee and breakfast, I go skate, and then somewhere in the day, before four, I get uh, boba tea. Okay. After four, I can't do it because I can't sleep then. For with all the sugar, I'm a bit sensitive to that. Yeah, same. <laughs> Are you filming right now for any projects? Uh, yeah, I'm filming for a, a Vans Europe thing. Oh. Um, which So on Saturday, I'm flying to Alicante, and Roberto's going to be there. Sick. He's going to be showing us around. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And that was a last-minute thing. Like, Chris Fanner called me yesterday. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a mission to Spain. You want to come? I was like, yeah. So got Chris a ticket. Fanner's and the best. I know. I'm lucky. He's my team manager. So you're on Vans Europe? Yeah, I'm on Vans Europe. And who's who's in that? So Vans Europe's got... So Chris Fanner is the team manager. And uh-huh. then we got a pretty uh, big team. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who you would know. Mm. Do you know any of the Vans Europe guys? I don't know. Do you know this guy, Doobie? Yeah. The, yeah, so he's on Vans Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's... There's, it's a sick team. I love going on these trips. They're some of my favorite trips. Oh, right. They're just like the vibe is really good. And then we're filming for this thing that will come out, I think, in, I think, April or something. Uh-huh. It'll be like a team thing. All right. And I have quite a little bit of, I, I mean, most of my footage went to the toy machine thing. Yeah. Which came out a bit ago. But I still have a good amount of footage for this one, too. So it'll be like a little part, maybe. Depends how they do the montage. But so I'm going on a trip to Alicante uh saturday for that sick mm-hmm. well tell those dudes so chris fanner is the european matt bennett yeah he is isn't that crazy yeah both are two really good skaters Rad- and sick guys yeah. so yeah vans is doing it proper yeah it's cool yeah i got some friends over there i know some people that's good it's yeah. good to know some people every once in a while i get some slip-ons really to me. yeah damn it's tight no, um, it's super sick so what do you think about this, the Instagram, basically? Like, as as far as, I mean, you grew up a little later than I did, obviously. But, mm, like but I was we used, still in that thing before We Instagram used to be so that, stoked know? on, like, a video lasting for, like, a year. Yeah. Like I'm still like that. You like that? I feel like I still watch the stuff from when I was growing up skating. That's the stuff that really gets me hyped because that's what i first started seeing and that's like still in me you know uh-huh. i still watch like the older videos and the older parts i watch some i watch all the new stuff too 
but I feel like I keep going back to like older stuff. The classics. Yeah, just I don't know why. It just feels like that's what what's important to me. I think personally that when those videos came out, those tricks were be, being seen a lot of times for the first time. And now those tricks are still being seen, but they're just done better or bigger. Mm -hmm. But like when you saw a no comply kickflip and you've never seen that trick yeah. ever, it was mind blowing. Yeah. And now you see it down like 10 stairs and you're like, oh, that was sick. But to never see it yeah. is insane. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's to me, I just like to watch what I watched when I was growing up. You know, like it just feels like it, it does something that, to me. You know? Yeah. And then with social media too, like, I mean, some people get a career out of social media. Mm. For me, it was different. You know, I was uh, I was skating way before that. So like, Lizzie got a career <laughs> off of social media. Technically, yeah. She's a big it, Pinterest meeting tomorrow. Truly. But if it wasn't for Instagram, like, I don't think there was like a way to really calculate like it's easier to get noticed through like instagram and stuff but then kind of just in skating like at the time when i was like okay i want to like make skating a career to like tell my sponsors like hey like i'm a female skater and i want to do this for my job and it was like i could use instagram to show that like i get people like people watch me like right I have true you, yeah yeah you got the stats right there yeah you don't need the magazine likes. or Look a video this. part or yeah, yeah it's kind of like a shortcut yeah but before that it's like no girls were <laughs> right yeah i mean there was maybe like a handful that have before me but no yeah. one i don't know now it's like the doors are open which is crazy yeah like look mommy's here She's mommy's all the way from japan <laughs> yeah no it is sick i mean it's just i like instagram i like looking around on instagram just do you, do you post often or I try to like post and I feel like I just post what I think is fun. That's what it all is about. It's your own thing. And you try to show people what you're doing. Uh -huh. So I try to just like, I don't think about it too much. I feel like I'm like, let's say like we go skate a park. I'm like, Lizzie, you want to film this line? And then yeah. I just do like a little line, something that I like. And then I put it out there and people like it. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Are you conscious about what goes on the post as, as opposed to what goes in the story? Not that much. I'm not Some like, people are I'm really like, Oh, Hey, that was a story. Post. You know, like, are those <laughs> people that do the thing to what's it called? Like they post something like the tries in their story. And then like, they post like a photo of like, go watch, just uploaded this clip, watch the post or something, you know? And it's like, Oh, yeah, it's like a full see but you know like people do that all the time and, and i don't like that it's like uh-huh i don't know we're on i'm on instagram already like i will see your post probably but okay. people put things in their story and then they refer to their post yeah which to me is like i get it they just want you to go to their page and it but it's just kind of whatever i don't know yeah it's see the, i'm not like that it's advertising yeah i like to like Marketing. what really whatever stuff i just put in my story and then like the actual skating or stuff i just something that's more a little more serious maybe i put in a store in a yeah, in a post have you ever had to do anything that your sponsors or somebody told you to, that they wanted you to do that really bummed you out um on social media no just period in like, general yeah let me think um i can't think of anything right now but i'm sure i've had to do some whatever stuff yeah 
But sometimes that's part of it, I guess. We already have a pretty cool job, so yeah, you can't complain. But, you know, I feel like most of the time, maybe, like, coming up and you don't have your own, like, they don't really know who you are yet. And they kind of like, oh, can you do this? And you're like, yes, I guess. You're uh-huh. scared to say no. or. But I feel like now I'm in a position where I can be like, they know who I am and, like, how I roll yeah. and... So I don't have to do too many things that I'm I'm not into, you know. Or I would tell him now, at least. Um, and then what's up with the smiley face tattoos? What do we think <laughs> about them? I once said, I don't know. Lizzie hates. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just I once uh, did a little stick and poke on my leg, and is I just wanted to try it, see how it feels, you know. Yeah. So I did a little smiley face. But then I also told Lizzie once that I hate when people have smiley face tattoos, <laughs> which I do. But then, yeah, I didn't think it true. I have one, too, I guess. Well, I think from my understanding. Do you have one? No. Oh. But what I'm understanding you say is you don't understand people paying to go get a smiley yeah, face. Yeah, I think people are like, but you if know. if you're going to give yourself your first tattoo, that might be an easy one to try. Yeah. For someone like me, that's not very like creative. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm gonna do a smiley face. You're I could be creative though. I don't know. I'm not good at like drawing stuff. I'm creative okay, in another but way. But that's I guess. different than being creative. Yeah, because in your mind, you're creating a lot of things yeah, all true. the time. I do, but I'm not good with like drawing stuff. Maybe I don't have yeah, enough I'm patience. Not good at you that know, either. I'm too like I need to like move around and just do whatever I I want. Have you? Do you have any tips or techniques for calming yourself down? Like when your mind's racing and you, like you said, sometimes you just have to go skate. Yeah, you're, I'm not good at waiting. Let's say like even like today we restless. skated a vert ramp. Today we skated the vert ramp. There's like what ten skaters, uh-huh. and you have to wait to drop in. And I'm just like, like when yeah. I go skate, like I don't like to. I just want to cruise around, cruise around, cruise around, cruise around, yeah. and do tricks and go up like you know like go upstream and like not no rules you know right. like i don't like it when there's like yeah you can't i don't know wait it's his turn and i understand you know i'm not like oh it's, i want to go yeah but i need to like be like free and just like push around and i don't, uh, know, I don't like the restrictions like do you that. have a hard time falling asleep at night if i didn't skate yeah really but if i skate i'm okay it, i used to have that problem with school like they were like axles too wild like uh he's restless like yeah like kind of i would like because i would have to sit there all day and i'm like i need to move around is there anything you do like do you try to meditate or drink tea or anything mm, not really not necessarily i like to like let's say like i go skate all day i can like sleep pretty good yeah okay if i have to sit in the house all day it's not for me yeah yeah what's uh you and Lizzie did this thing that I'm really interested about where you go in the water thing, like, right? Didn't you guys do the thing where you go in the tanks? The cryo? It's Yeah, the with cryo. The air, like the... Yeah. You've done that, right? Yeah, we've done it. What What's up with that? I think I've only done I'm it a couple really times. I'm interested in it because I've never... I've only I, done it a couple times, but so basically you go in this thing and it's so cold in there for like, maybe you go in there for 30 seconds and it gets the temperature of your body like... Like, on the inside, you get really cold. And then, apparently, that's good for, like, when you're even, like, let's say you're hurt, you can do this. Or even, what was it, for people that have, like, a certain illness or it's good for them? Yeah, so if you have, like, um, what's the... Or, like, um, nerve stuff, was it? 
I forget. Is it kind of like taking an ice bath, except for crazier. more like modern? Yeah, it's way crazier. Okay. Yeah. But so oh. I feel like a lot of like the cyclists and stuff do like just to like recover. You recover really fast. Okay. But I've only done that a couple times because we go to this place sometimes in Huntington Beach and um, it's like a physiotherapist and then they have one of those there and it's like, hey, you guys want to jump in there? And it it's really cool. Afterwards, once you warm up again, you feel really good. Okay, yeah. sick. I got to try it. Sometime. Yeah, you should try it. Have you ever been anywhere skating or watching someone else skate that you were terrified like this is scary i'm sure i have but i can't recall the moment either yeah uh, but i feel like that happens quite a lot has there been any um things that you went back a bunch of times to finally get that like it, you couldn't get it you couldn't get it and then finally you got it i feel like, like three or four days or something different times i've had like i'm still like there's this one spot and I still didn't land it. I've been like twice now. Couldn't do it. And then I have like a couple things I've went back. Like I have this other trick I tried. Like I've been, I think three times, five hours and I can't do it. And I don't know. And I don't understand why I can't do it. Does it eat you away? Like, yeah, for it kills the, me. Like it's, days after, are you like, still yeah, thinking about it, it hurts me. You know, it hurts yeah. my head because <laughs> I think about it so much. Yeah. It hurts my heart because I like care. Uh-huh. And then it's a lot of these things. It's like you're trying a trick that technically you can do, but then maybe you're trying it on something that's not good for it. But then that's the whole challenge. But sometimes I feel like sometimes I get in this thing where like, let's say one of these tricks, it's like, I don't understand why I cannot land this right now. You know, like, yeah, I've tried this so many times. One of them has to work, right? right? I always think like that, like one I'll roll away. But then sometimes it just does not want to happen. And it hurts, <laughs> you know, like I love skateboarding. So it's hard sometimes. Yes. Well, I think I've taken enough of your time. Yeah. Is there anything else we should mention? Um, Mammy, you got a l final question for Axel? What is your favorite Japanese food? Damn, I love um, my favorite Japanese. Damn. I really like ramen. Oh, actually, gyoza is my favorite. Gyoza, gyoza. for the win. There's this one place. <laughs> hey, we went to Japan a bit ago, Lizzie and I, and then we went to this place called Osho. It's like a, it's kind of like a fast food japanese place uh -huh. and so we went there like at some point we went like three times a day or something and i would just go in there and get like a beer and gyoza uh, i yeah. love the gyoza it is good i had so much i probably ate like a thousand pieces on that trip it's crazy <laughs> thanks for that mammy yeah oh yeah we have to talk about one other thing i forgot so you went to you got this modeling gig once it's, tell me the story about that Everybody was like fanning out on you. No, yeah, but they didn't know they me. They thought you like were a bigger model than yeah. you were, right? So, so turns out, so in the model world, I don't really know all this, but um, so I went to New York for like a Vogue shoot, and um, when I went there, so I have an agent that helps me with skateboarding, you know? Yeah. And he works for IMG. I don't really know, but like I guess it's really big for models if they're signed with IMG models. That means they're like. I think that means they're pretty big time. So when I went on this shoot, like they knew 
that like oh shit he's with like img models which i'm not but like through my manager being like working for img it looks like i so they were like looking at me like damn this guy like he must be like big time but in the end i'm like it's my first time at one of these things i'm like i don't know it was weird but it was super cool they had a lot of like really good food catering really nice did you had my hair done meet anybody that can uh are, are you gonna do it again I would if they asked me, uh-huh. but I guess it's not that easy. <laughs> I, don't know. Really? I mean, there's a lot of beautiful people out there, so I don't know. They don't, really, <laughs> they don't really need me there, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh. but I'll be down to do more of that stuff. It, if the opportunity is there, I, I would do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was that one for? It was Vogue and this company, Montclair. They made crazy big jackets, and I don't know, I had to, like, skate around in a museum in New York. Were you in a magazine? No, it was, like, an online thing, I think. On Vogue's website? Yeah, just for, like, it was on there maybe for a week. I'm not even sure. I saw the photos once, and I was like, oh, cool. And then that's it. And it was pretty cool. I I got to skate around in this museum, but it was really crazy. Really? They were, like, really scared of me breaking stuff. So I just kept pushing around and ollieing over benches, and they were like, "Whoa, like be careful, you know." <laughs> it was so funny. That's amazing. Yeah, they were worried. Was well, there anything like that you have as a goal? Like, what's what's the future? Like, some stuff that are you going to learn a five forty or like what? What do you? Probably not. What I are you don't know. Try? So right now, so I'm trying to just skate street film parts i just had a toy machine part working on a vans thing and working on another toy machine thing no way yeah so i'm doing that and i'm trying to get all this kind of done before like in a couple months i have to skate all these like qualifying contests or whatever for like olympics because i'm on the belgian olympic you're gonna do the olympics yeah so i'm doing that too but i don't want to give up street skating and filming because i that's what makes me really happy yeah those contests are all right but it's not like i don't know i would be not happy if i only did those contests you know i want to film and i want to be out there is it safe to say that you're a shoe-in for the belgium team though like is there anybody else there is other people but the thing i'm definitely like like say in the top spot or whatever but it's also because i did like so i did last year i did all those contests too so i'm in the ranking you know i'm in like top 20 so and top 20 can go to the olympics so i'm fine right now what do you think about the olympics um compared to like regular contests like it'll be the same it will i think it'll be the same the only thing it's like it's like bigger but i don't know for me nothing really will be the same yeah, I think so. Like all these qualifiers or like these contests now leading up to it are all already like it's that's how the Olympics are going to be. So uh-huh. you know how they're going to judge it. The parks are going to be like that. So in the end, like I already know how it's going to be. But what do you think about like all these people now having subdivisions because of what country they represent? You yeah, know what I, don't I mean? Know. Like now all of a sudden yeah. it's like the Americans versus you True. instead of like we're all bros skating this but in the end like i feel like they're trying to do that but then in the end once we're skating no one's like oh this country or it's more like still i don't know you don't think i don't feel like that i'm not like oh the americans or the chinese or you know i'm just like most people i already know what if they go birdhouse on you though and start dude greasing (laughs) in the park i feel like they would get disqualified (laughs) 
You know, with Thrasher, they couldn't get disqualified for <laughs> yeah, that. But, but in, uh, Olympics, in the Olympics, pff. have you been getting drug tested? Yeah, I did once, dude. It was crazy. Really? Like, do they do it? Like, so they let I, you it know, was, or is it you don't know? No. So I was in Brazil for a, a street league, mm-hmm. and I had just I got done skating the semifinals, and I want to walk off the course, and they literally just like point at a photo and they're like is this you i'm like yeah and then i had to like give my passport and like instantly go with them straight from the street course into like a container and then i had to like they sat me down and i just had to i was like yeah i don't have to pee right now you know so i just sat there and waited until i could pee and then i had to do the whole like you know it's pretty crazy you pick your cup you open it yourself you pee in the cup this dude's watching you pee in the cup do they explain it to you yeah so if you want to skate the contest you have to do a like a online class like basically like school yourself to know let's say if someone comes up to you you have to know all the rules because let's say if it goes wrong then that's on you right what i was having a hard time understanding maybe you know this is pot is you you can't have weed in your system so even though from, it's legal i think yeah that's a whole that's a big thing because weed's legal here in california but not in japan Ch- yeah exactly there it's a big big but no no shouldn't <laughs> they drug test you like if you're having a contest in california and they drug test you like it's weird but then if it's like comes to like no. okay, you know so the I mean? whole thing is basically I feel like with weed it's different because it's not like you're taking steroids or something. Yeah. But I think you can have some maybe some weed or like I don't think stuff so. in your blood. But I feel like most people that do smoke weed they just don't smoke like a week before the contest because it's out of your blood really quick. But some I of don't these smoke guys weed, so need I don't, to smoke. Yeah. You know. But like most Pedro people Barros is gonna have a hard time without weed. Well, I, he's doing it though. You know, like uh-huh. and I guess he's passing it. I know. I don't do all that stuff, so I don't really know. Like okay. for me, there's no. I don't have to change my yeah. ways of living. I'm, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll drink a beer and like, but as long as you're not, you see, like you cannot skate a contest drunk, and have, if you have to pee right after and you're drunk, yeah, like that's a like no, no, you know, you're done. Yeah. Oh wow. It's crazy. So that's so- the only thing that's a bit like. It's not fun to pee in a cup in front of someone, you know? Like, no. I had I a hard stage time. fright. Dude, me too. Yeah. I already have it in a normal bathroom yeah. or whatever. I, so I'm there, this dude, dude, listen to this, this dude. <laughs> so I had to pee in this cup and we go in this, like, he's like, you ready? I'm like, okay, I think I can go. <laughs> I'm super nervous. So we go in this, like, small, like, bathroom and the dude, like, he's, like, standing next to me and then <laughs> he just turns on the water and I just, like, look at him. I'm like, I'm like, why? And he's like, I think it would help you pee. And I'm like, what? So I started laughing and then I just like, okay. I was like, this is kind of weird, you know? And then I peed in the cup, but this cup is like pretty small. So I'm I'm like, oh shit, no, I'm peeing a bunch. And I'm like, I don't know where to put the cup and I'm still peeing and this dude's next to me watching me do all this. And I'm like, this is insane. Like it was, it was fucked up. It was an experience. Wow. And I know I'll have to do it again, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Good times. Olympics, uh, yeah. Who are you going to be rooting for, though? Be, this is tricky. We got well, we got Japan, we got Belgium, we got U.S., and we got... <laughs> Lizzie skates for Finland. <laughs> no, I know. I don't know. I wouldn't root for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, in the end, like, it's just the contest. That's what I'm wondering. Like, let's say, just for example, your your guy is American guy. But in that thing, is it like, oh, you're America? Fuck you. Like, not fuck you, but like, I'm not rooting for you because I have to root for Jean-Paul over yeah. here or whoever the <laughs> I other I have to root for Sean Paul. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't really know. Do you think um, Bastion's going to show up? No, I don't think so. Out of nowhere? I'd be so, no because he, you can't. That's the thing with the Olympics; you can't really show up out of nowhere because you have to get all the points to get to the Olympics. But like, let's you have say to you're skate the only the guy in your country. Yeah, but not every country's going. Oh, it's with the point system. Oh, yeah, all right. So you can be the best skater in your country, but you still have to go to all the qualifying contests and get enough points to go. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So technically... So no surprises. No surprises, really. It, it's probably going to be pretty boring. Like, it's going to be like, the guys you always see win are going to win. What points. are the odds that Sean White will be in the skateboarding Olympics? I saw him at a qualifying contest in Brazil, but he was not looking too hot, I think. Really? Yeah. I mean, he, he skated good, but you can tell, like, he's a vert skater and, like, he looks... Yeah funny in a bowl uh-huh. i want to you know like fully padded just like kind of but in the olympics it's not about being cool and a six skater you know it's like do you have to wear pads in the olympics well no not right now but they're trying to make helmets mandatory because just a couple helmet. of the bowl like in the park a couple people smack their heads and they're like Kowalski, they gonna right? yeah he did it and i remember like in brazil pedro did it yeah he couldn't even leave that was yeah Brazil? yeah he was, he was he in was the hospital for like a couple weeks i think Ooh, or something gnarly. super gnarly and yeah i hope he's doing better i think he is i think so yeah i think he got back finally yeah so but because of those things there i think helmets are mandatory now in the park uh-huh. and they're trying to do it in street whoa which is pretty heavy whoa i feel like i would have to learn how to skate with a helmet yeah i'm not used to wearing a helmet you no, know that would change a lot of things yeah it, it's kind of weird i'm scared yeah well i wish everybody luck That's, yeah i can't too. wait to watch it to be honest i can't I wait for it to be over i can't wait for it to be over like yeah. just this year because i just i really miss just like the normal like i enjoyed so much just like filming in the streets and stuff and I miss it so much when I'm at these contests. Like, you are a really contest guy. But that's the thing. I grew up skating all these contests, and I'm able to. Yeah. But it's just so much fun to be in the streets and skating, and and there's a certain kind of pressure on that too. But it's just. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I really like to do. Okay. But I don't mind, and it's it's a great opportunity, you know, going to the Olympics. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. For so. Sure. I was like, fuck, I'm just going to try it. And now I'm pretty close to it. So it's like, I just have to keep it up and I'm in there. So that's pretty crazy. Okay, well, we're going to say right here, whatever it is, January 8th, 2020. If you win the Olympics, it's because of this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sick. Thanks for getting me on. Yeah. Well, let's end it with like a good song that you want to send it out of here with. A good song? Yeah, we can play any song you want. Let me think. Um, Oh, you know, actually, I've been liking um, this dude, Jonathan Richmond. Yeah. Do you know? Uh Uh-huh. And there's this one song, but I can't remember the name right now. And it it really... Oh, the song Dancing in a Lesbian Bar or whatever. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I think that song's really funny. I don't like it. All right. Well, Can we'll you play take, that? We're going to take us out of here with <laughs> dancing in a lesbian bar. I really want to hear this. I mean, I guess you kind of know the story from the song, but I would just want to know why he wrote that. How he got inspired Like, yeah, maybe he was just doing all this, you know, uh-huh. which is pretty sick. I don't know. Well, I'm stoked you guys are up here. It's always Dude, awesome yeah. hanging out. We're going to go skate all day tomorrow again. And Thanks for uh, bringing Jason Jesse. That's super sick, too. Oh, yeah. He loves you guys, too. It was super weird being at the ramp today. He, like, Dude. hit his head, like, kind of early, and he was like, Dude, I'm kind of dizzy. <laughs> Dude, that was an early slam. Yeah. Like, I don't think Lizzie really saw it, saw it, but I was like, I think he was knocked out for, like, a little like just a i don't second. know he just like did one of those slow falls and then his head kept going down went yeah. boom and he's it like, was so strange it was one of those like weird like wait what like what just happened but yeah. i'm super stoked he was there because he's a really sick guy absolutely well, well thanks um, for having me we are out of here thank you axel thank you and Let's thank you uh mammy and lizzie too Sayonara! Well, I was dancing at a nightclub one Friday night And that nightclub bar was a little uptight Yeah, I was dancing all alone a little self-conscious When some kids came up and said, for dancing, come with us And soon I was dancing in the lesbian bar, oh, oh I was dancing in the lesbian bar, ooh
my way And I was dancing in the lesbian bar Oh, oh I was dancing in the lesbian bar Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.